When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You bet your life I've made up my mind. But I'm telling you and I'm telling everybody at this table that that's a shark. And I know what a shark looks like because I've seen one up close. And you better do something about this one because I don't intend to go through that hell again. Hello and welcome to Unequal Sequel. My name is Dave and I'm one of the two hosts of this rhythmic podcast. And I'm Rich and I'm the other host of this rhythmic podcast. I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Think of me as Bruce the Shark to Dave's Sheriff Brody. I'm always breaking down and not doing my job properly and he's got a lovely tan. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, the premise of Unequal Sequel is very simple. We ask our guests for their best ever sequel, worst ever sequel, and finally their dream sequel. And of course, we quite often drift off and talk about other things, sometimes movie related, sometimes just life in general. We should also point out we do love spoilers. So once in a while, we talk about a film and we do spoil it. So if you haven't seen a film we mention, you know, just go and cut the grass for a minute and then come back. Yeah. But on today's episode, we are joined by Sarah Budry. Sarah is a brilliant podcaster, and you will know her from her fantastic podcast, Let's Jaws for a Minute, where her and her co-host take one minute of Jaws at a time and talk about it for quite often an hour with guests. <laughs> yeah, we're very excited to sit down with Sarah and chat all things sequels with her. These are Sarah Budry's Unequal Sequels. Enjoy. Can you remember the first sequel you got excited about or a sequel that you were extremely excited to see? Yeah, I don't know if this was necessarily the first sequel I was really excited about, but I was unreasonably excited for Finding Dory when that came out um, because I was such I was such a big fan of Finding Nemo. I'm a big Disney fan, as, as people may know. But yeah, I, I loved that film so much. That like when I heard that I just never thought they were going to do a sequel and then when I heard they were doing a sequel I was like I will push all of the children out the way to be there on opening day like I'm so excited to see it I mean it turned out not to be Aww, that great it's or sweet as good, though, but right yeah it's sweet and I was still I was still excited so I enjoyed seeing it even though it wasn't as it wasn't as good but yeah <laughs> so it was funny Nemo were you excited when that came out or did you know not much about it when it first dropped and then? Yeah, I think I just as a big fan of Disney, Pixar generally, I think that any of the new releases, I, you know, 
was was excited about but yeah that was a particular a particular favorite for a while um I think it's only recently that I redid my Pixar rankings and moved it down from first so it was my favorite for a What's really number long one? time I think it's probably Inside Out Mm, I love it's nice. Inside it's a good Out. Pick, yeah, yeah. It's it's that or the Toy Stories. The Toy Stories are like nostalgia, childhood, growing up with them, and then Inside Out. I'm just like, it's just such a good film. <laughs> would you like to see a sequel to that one, or do you think that's so perfect they should just leave how it is? I think it's perfect. I don't think they need to. They probably will because you know cash grab. But I I wouldn't want to see one i don't think they need to do one necessarily <laughs> how, how do you feel about the pixar sequels because they're not all brilliant like cars 2 we've, we've spoken quite a lot about oh that's, yeah that, that's pretty bad all of the cars films are hot garbage um yeah i mean obviously the the Toy Story is probably bar Toy Story Four. Are yes, great. rubbish. Um, I don't know if it's rubbish. It's just not. It's just unnecessary. I think it ended so perfectly at three that it didn't need to go on. But I mm. do really like Incredibles two. I think mm. that's really good. But that's the sort of film where it kind of lends itself to a sequel. I mean, you have so many different superhero films and stuff now. It's just like doing a kind of like a new adventure like with those characters seems to work. But I don't know. Sometimes they just push it that little bit too far. I feel that's what Toy Story 4 was. Like, even though it's like on paper a good film, it's, I mean, <laughs> debatable, right? But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just, it ended so like perfectly, Toy Story 3, where it's just like it had come full circle, they'd gone to a new kid, and it was like that, you know, you could see that cycle yeah. happening over and over again. I just, I didn't need that little button they decided to put on the end of it, but you know. I like the thought that they were all together and then four yeah. came along and ripped them all apart. Yeah. My, and my, my heart. <laughs> just didn't need four, did you really? No. It just wasn't. It was just what it was. It felt like it was there for the money rather yeah. than for, you know, the story. Is that how yeah. you felt about Finding Dory? Or was that, was that the way you thought they would go with a sequel? Would they concentrate on Dory? Or before you saw yeah. Dory, did you think. Nemo 2 would be, he, he gets lost again. <laughs> well, they've already found him, so you can't, yeah. you know, can't lose him again, can they? But, um, yeah, I, it's hard to say, really. Like, because it's, it's not a bad film, really. I just think it's not as good as the, as Finding Nemo, but better that they went, I think, with a different character. And, she, and Dory was kind of like mm. fan favourite character anyway from, from the original. So it made sense to focus on her. And I liked that it was sort of, as well as her getting like stuck in the aquarium or wherever she ends up, it's like she was on a journey like to find herself as well. So it's not just yeah. like finding someone who was lost. It's about her finding out who she was and her family and stuff like that. So I I kind of would like to if it leaned like even more into that, to be honest, than than, you know, going down the same or similar route to to the first. But yeah. And where is it on your Pixar rankings out of interest? It's quite, it's quite low down, but I mean, I think that just speaks to the quality of, of what's Pixar's bottom. Films. That's what I'm trying to dig at. Oh, probably it's one of the cars or maybe the good dinosaur. Because <gasps> the good that dinosaur film is trash <laughs> is so bad. <laughs> I think I cried during the good dinosaur. I cried because it was so did, bad. Though, yeah. I, <laughs> I seem to cry at everything <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> You're getting to the age, Dave. You're 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 knocking on forty now. You're just going to cry at everything. <laughs> Mate, it's, I've it's coming. 
I honestly, I think it came a few years ago when I found myself crying to Sister Act too. <laughs> it's a true story. I was like, they've they've done so well to get to the finals. I'm so proud. <laughs> Lauren Hill. <laughs> I think the definitive answer of the worst Pixar movie is Cars Two. Surely. Yeah, like, it, I it's think just so. Yeah, yeah. Trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awful. Mm-hmm. Did you recommend to go and people go and see Finding Dory, or were you just telling people to like to? It's not as good. Leave it there. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's one. It's it's a sequel that at least has a point, uh, like and a reason to exist. I think the worst. I don't know. A pattern with kind of like the worst sequels is when you can just see that they just absolutely do not have a reason to exist. Oh, we'll get to and that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. sure we we sure will. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think I think in that sense, it's certainly not. It's certainly not the worst. There are worse. If we're just thinking Pixar sequels, there are worse Pixar sequels than yeah, especially than when that you one, and but... you've you've done have you done all the Disney films or the the sequels that like yeah, Brother Bear did. two. Oh no! I mean, we we got into them a little bit. So when I was doing the jump cast uh, yeah. series on the Disney classics, um, we only covered the sequels if they were in the kind of the Cinema. fifty-nine or oh, okay. sixty canon or whatever it is. I think sixty-one now actually. Um, so like obviously we covered like Frozen two and where there kind of was a sequel that fit into that canon. But the like straight to videos, I mean, we mentioned them in passing, and I watched. I was made to watch The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. So were we um, at one point. Yeah, yeah so were oh, we. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, my, my condolences because it's so <laughs> dreadful. It's so awful. Yeah, that was someone's worst sequel. Yes. Oh, God, play. it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I think I made Martin watch it and he was just like, what have you done? <laughs> like, because he, no, I didn't even make him watch the whole thing. I was like, please just watch five minutes of it so you can just experience what I've had to go through and I just need some support. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and like he watched the first five minutes, and he was just like, "This is awful. I hate it. Please make it stop." Because he loves the first films. <laughs> the weirdest thing about that sequel is that they got the the voice cast to come back for it, which is yeah. rare for yeah. the Disney straight to DVD, VHS, whatever era you are at sequels. Mm. I'm a I'm a big fan of Return of Jafar, uh, mm. which doesn't get the love it should do. Yeah, Lion King two as well, surprisingly good surprisingly good yeah it has popped up as mm-hmm. positive chat liking too yeah um but yeah uh anyway I, I loved all your disney stuff so uh thank you you know <laughs> seems like a long time ago yeah now. <laughs> you're my disney person and also my yeah. joyous jaws person so yay hey <laughs> i was just wondering if potentially we're just gonna have fish-based movies in this uh in this podcast so i you know. mean <laughs> we'll find be out very on brand for me <laughs> What is your best sequel today? Okay, a point of clarification. I don't think this is the best sequel ever made, but <laughs> I, <laughs> but it felt very on brand for me yeah. to just to just go like all jaws. You ask me to come on, you give me free reign to pick films, and I personally think that Jaws 2 is not the best sequel ever made, but it is better than it has any right to be. Mm. Um and I quite often defend it i have a there's maybe we'll get onto this i have a way it could be better for sure Uh, and theories (laughs) around how you could fix it as well but i enjoy it quite a bit i think because it i mean obviously having one of the main trio in jaws 2 helps a great deal Mm. um because we'll get onto some of the other sequels later but the the 
less resemblance they have to the original, the worse they get. Um, so this at least does have uh, my boy Roy Scheider in it. He doesn't really want to be there, but he got a lovely tan. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Actually, I, I had seen Jaws two before, but when I watched it again, I was like messaging Dave, going, "It's it's actually not bad. You know, it's it's, it's all right. It's it's surprisingly good. In fact, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah." yeah he- People Very are surprised possible. when I tell them, like, because of uh, because my love for Jaws is so well known. So when I tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, Jaws 2 is actually pretty good. They're like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. <laughs> the problem with Jaws 2 is that it come, it follows Jaws 1, which yeah. is like pinnacle cinemas. I mean, mm-hmm. it's God tier. It's it's very few films can beat it. It's, it's one of the best films ever made. Compare it to some other films. It's very good. Yeah, Jaws mm-hmm. We used to have a question on some of our questions. We asked what film doesn't really need a sequel, and my go-to answer was always Jaws. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to change that now because I really enjoyed Jaws too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I I think the only thing that it was missing was that sprinkling of kind of Spielberg magic. Mm. You know, that's all it was really missing from making it, taking it up a notch. Yeah. Because I think it actually had everything you needed. In, in it still has John Williams' score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I still listen yeah. to it. Why do you like it, Sarah? Or why do you think we should like it? <laughs> I, I, I mean, expanding on the, you know, the, it is better than it has any, any right to be. Cause I think that's not sort of really speaking to the, the, the quality of the film as a film you know you can't compare it to Jaws I kind of just have to like even though it obviously is carrying on the story somewhat I have to distance it because I think it's just like apples and oranges isn't it like you can't you can't compare the two (laughs) yeah um but I my favorite character in Jaws changes daily but I really really like Brody as a character I like that he is this Mm. everyman character and he goes on such a journey in the first film to being like petrified of of water not even wanting to like go up to his ankles when you know they're getting the kids out of the ocean and stuff like he is terrified of it and he goes on this huge journey in in the first film to then being the hero at the end and it's so satisfying you know the the wheel know at the great moment at the end of jaws when when he shoots the shark and it and it blows up so I think that if it wasn't Brody in this film, I really wouldn't like it as much because I just, I'm just happy to see that he's like, he's doing okay for the most part that he, I mean, he goes through it a little bit in, in this film. um, But I like that he has taken what happened to him in, in the first film and is now sort of able to, to cope a bit better. I, Mm. It's, you know, I think it's as soon as they, when they find like the the orca, as in the animal, not the boat, um, like washed up on the beach and he's like, it's a shark, like straight away. He is not yeah. kind of messing about this time. He's not uncertain. He doesn't need the experts. Like, you know, Matt Hooper can't come. He's, he's unavailable. So it's all him this time. And it's like, he's really strong in, in his beliefs and it leads to him making some mistakes. Like when he sees the shadows and thinks it's a shark and causes a bit of a scene but Mm. i i just like that it continues the development of him as a character and adds a bit more into it and i also just love that larry vaughan the mayor has learned absolutely nothing (laughs) oh it's just because 
he has a moment in in Jaws when he's like, my kids were on that beach. Like my kids could have died. When you think yeah. like, ah, oh, something's something's getting through. Like he's realizing like what a jerk he's been. And then you get to this, and it's just like he has learned nothing. I mean, <laughs> Absolutely that's nothing. That's not like a politician, right? <laughs> yeah, just making the same mistakes over and over again. I mean, can't relate. This is yeah. no, never had. <laughs> Never heard of any politician doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think no one believes him? Wouldn't they be the first person to be like, we should probably listen to the one guy that's knows yeah. about sharks. He's dealt with it first time. And, you know, we've yeah. had had sharks in this area before now. We should probably listen to him. And they're like, no, that's not a shark. Yeah, it's, I mean, they don't expand on it that much, but there's this, that kind of that other guy who is sort of hanging around and, and it looks like they're sort of trying to, I don't know if it's sell land or sell real mm. estate or something like that. You know, that they're obviously trying to like show off Amity and, and impress and be like, you know, hey, it's a great place to work, live, invest, whatever. So I think it's just, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's four years as well. I think it's set four years after the events of the first film. Maybe mm. Larry's just got like a really short memory and he's just, <laughs> or he's so like caught up in kind of, you know, the, the business and like he's moved on and, he's you know it's he didn't go through what Brody went through no really I mean he's mm. he's left behind on Amity and then even like Brody recounting that like what exactly happened out on the Orca like he's not he doesn't well one probably doesn't care too he's never going to know like what it was actually like unless he was there so for Larry probably so much easier to move on so I kind of like that about about his character in this film, that it makes sense that he is so kind of like quick to just make the same mistakes again because he didn't have the same experiences as Brody. Whereas Brody, it's really, it's really affected him in this. And my my favorite thing about Jaws 2, or one of my favorite things about it, and I wish this was something that it leaned more into, is that it really addresses this idea of Brody having like severe PTSD from what happened yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah. Fair enough. Like, I think anyone who went from from that through that wood, sorry, this, you know, I think it's quite early on in the film where he's really he's unwilling to go out into the water. He overcomes that by the end, but he sends Hendrix out in the in the boat to go and look and he's not wanting to get close to the water again. So he's obviously like regressing back a little bit into that scared state that he he was in before. Mm. But also what's super interesting, and this this is the thing that I wish they had like just made so much more of a big deal about. It's quite obvious at points that Brody is starting to drink more heavily. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit when Ellen, I think, opens like the door of the truck and a load of cans fall out. And yeah. I'm like, Brody is possibly like, potentially on the same path as Quint because mm. Quint went through a very traumatic event on the Indianapolis and obviously that get, all gets recounted in in the first Jaws film has an alcohol problem very very obvious in the first film that, that he drinks heavily and that's his kind of coping mechanism and it's so subtly woven through Jaws too that I think that I mean, my brain now is just trained to spot like every tiny little minuscule detail. So it was it was only this time rewatching it where I was like beer cans and just like went nuts writing it down in my notes because I was like, oh, they're I think they're trying to suggest that Brody is possibly going to go down the same track as Quint. And that's such an interesting idea to me. I really wish there had been a bit more of that. But yeah, a, a slightly troubled uh making of behind the scenes jaws too is that like mm. 
a lot of these people were contractually obliged to be there. <laughs> so in terms of like making more, you know, of this character, like having more like Brody stuff, character development, it doesn't, it doesn't give as much of that as I would like. Yeah. What about the relationship with the kids? Um, I think that's a really yeah. interesting relationship between um, Brody and Michael, isn't it? Uh, who just doesn't want to listen to his father like, yeah. at all. Yeah. He just wants to go out on the scene. Well, he's young, I guess, and drink and be on a boat and be with with girls. And you think again, listen to your dad. Yeah, just <laughs> just listen to your dad. And also, can you can keep can you keep tabs where the little brother is? No one yeah. seems to care. Yeah, yeah. poor Sean. Yeah, yeah poor he, Sean. Really, <laughs> he gets the the bad end, doesn't he? Yeah, I. It's interesting because obviously, like there, there's there's hints of that in in Jaws, where where Brody sort of talks to Michael and is like, oh, you know don't go out on the water and it's you know he gets bought like a, a boat for his birthday so it's clear that like being on the water is like an interest that that michael has mm. but it goes against what what brody wants of brody having this fear of the water and then obviously now having gone through this brody has gone back to being like very wary of the water and for good reason but that's a, a an interesting thing about just generally the the vibe and the feeling of amity and i think this is reflected in in michael he's like he always wants to be out in the water doesn't he he's like you can't you can't keep you know get him out of that boat and it's like the amity is not just like recovered it's almost like completely relaxed like there's so many like water sports and boats and like that the kids are always like out on the water like that's what they do and it's interesting i guess that you know that what happened even though like so much of the first half of Jaws is focused on on Amity and what's happening there they're so quick to to forget that and move on because again not gone through the sort of the the same experiences that Mm. we I mean we 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 went through that thing with Brody because we leave Amity behind halfway through the film and then we're just out on the boat so interesting to see like how how they have moved on and you see this move into the sequels a little bit as well i'll, I'll say uh <laughs> thoughts but uh michael going into sort of like working in an area that is sort of like related to the ocean and sean is like i don't go in the water mm, so there's like yeah. it, it's an interesting dynamic i think and an interesting relationship that brody has with with his sons that clearly like the younger one has almost like inherited some of brody's fears um about going into the water but michael being being older or maybe just sort of you know being more like his mum than his dad or something like that is just not as <laughs> not as petrified of the of the ocean yeah so when was the first time you watched jaws do you remember that first time i watched jaws was it was when it came out on blu-ray for the first time not that even not even oh, that long ago right. wow. yeah so not even not even that long ago so my <laughs> jaws fandom has really like blown up in quite a short space of time but yeah i often say like my gateway drug to jaws was um deep blue sea which incredible i love it's such a good film but when I saw that, I was like, that was a fun shark movie. I want to watch some more fun shark movies. And everyone being like, the shark movie is Jaws. You have to watch Jaws before you watch anything else. I'm like, yeah. yeah. So how did you find out about Jaws 2? Um, did you know about it or did you watch Jaws and then someone goes, you know, there's a sequel? <laughs> I think it's just, I mean, when I like really, really love something, I tend to go like all in on it. So when I a couple of times like watching Jaws I was like I think I love this film I think this might be my favorite film 
ever made. So then I was like, naturally, like what more Jaws stuff can I consume? And that's when I, that's when I found the sequels. And it, I mean, it starts pretty strong and then it just sinks to the bottom of the proverbial ocean (laughs) Mm. (laughs) the further along we get. But yeah, I, I think it was just curiosity and just like, just love of, yeah. of Jaws that, that sent me to the sequels. I think I actually watched Jaws 2 first because I watched, I was about eight years old and I was at a friend's birthday party. It was like a sleepover <laughs> and he, one of the videos we watched was Jaws 2. So mm. I, I saw this before I'd seen Jaws. I don't think I saw Jaws until I was like in my teens. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I think completely the wrong way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is as scary as the first Jaws? Are they... Do you do they use the the music as well or the effects? Do you think the shark looks better? Do they iron that out? No, the shark looks worse. The shark it, looks like, worse. Yeah, it really does. Like when it gets all like burnt up and stuff as well. Oh, like yeah, they yeah. they give it a bit of a like always. Oh, let's give the shark a bit of an edge, make him a bit more of a badass. Like give him a little burn scar and stuff. I it doesn't it doesn't look that good. Um. I also think there's a little too much shark because there's hardly any shark in in Jaws. Mm. It's really used kind of sparingly. But anyone, I mean, I have a full like PowerPoint presentation prepared for whenever someone is like the shark looks bad in Jaws. But now when someone is like the shark looks bad in Jaws, I'll be like, may I present (laughs) Jaws (laughs) 2? Because like it's made later like surely you know technology things would improve like whatever obviously the budget is like considerably less and it gets Mm. the films get you know have less and less budget as as they go along i think there's moments there's times when it when it looks okay but i think in like particularly in like the close-up moments it's really there's more Um, noticeable stock footage use in jaws 2 i think as well of like yeah just a general shark that doesn't look like a a giant great white you know, yeah, that's, that's that's sort of a clear indication of lack of budget, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, you're right. It made serious money though, didn't it? it mm. Did it? It was like the biggest sequel ever for a while, and then Rocky Two came along and uh, and beat it. But for a while, yeah. it, it was it was a huge success. Um, and especially like you were saying, the stories behind the making of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I was reading about that today. There's fist fights <laughs> between the director and Roy Schneider. Uh, yeah really? wow. yeah yeah they neither of them liked each other snyder only did this because he walked off the set of deer hunter or something and he and he still had a two-picture deal and they made him do this yeah one. yeah so he had this two-picture deal with with universal um and because he had turned down yeah deer hunter i think it was um <sighs> he well, yeah he was like basically for you know forced into doing this didn't want to be there didn't like the story didn't even think you know that a sequel needed needed to happen but was mm. you know um, I'm here now I might as you know I might as well make the best of it I guess but my, my he's great he, in it he's so he's so good in it so I mean, good in it he's great in everything I've ever seen him in but like my favorite nugget of information I know about Jaws 2 is that they had to Roy Scheider got so tanned that they had to like color correct him in certain scenes because he was just like, I don't want to be here. Like I'm hating every minute of this. This sequel doesn't need to exist. I'm contractually obliged to be here. I'm going to work on my turn. <laughs> just like foil or something just lying there. Um, yeah. So they, in certain scenes, they had to like alter the color of him because he was too tanned. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's <guy>. incredible. <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Yeah. Do, do you have a, a favourite scene? If someone said, what's your favourite part of Jaws 2, what would you mm. come up with? I, okay, there's a couple of bits. I really like the, um, I think, I can't remember the girl's name. Terry, I think, as a girl, it's like water skiing. Um, and the shark is like chasing after her, but they make it into like a chase sequence. Tina. And it's, I think Tina. it's... Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just think I think that bit is so badass. I just think it looks really, really cool. Like you don't really have anything like that in in the first one. Like you have the shark like pursuing the the boat, but again, you don't see the shark that much. And here you've got this like fin just like cutting through the water and like chasing after the skull, the one that's on on like the water skis. Yeah. Um I just think that bit is is really, really cool. And I think there's a really decent jump scare as well when Brody like wades out into the scene because he's found that like bit of wood or something. They're very clearly trying to go for like Ben Gardner head in the boat vibes mm. from from Jaws. Um, so you kind of know there's going to be something like unexpected there, but it's still like I haven't watched this film as much as I've watched the first one, obviously. But when I watched it in preparation for this, I was like, well, like it did it 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 still works as a jump scare. So I think that bit is is really effective and yeah. i mean the end is ludicrous like the <laughs> the way that the shark has gotten is dispatched at the end yeah even like okay this is the only bit where i was like oh roy my sweet baby angel um when he like he, i can't even remember what the line is where he's just like open up and say ah or something <laughs> like it's clear he's trying to do the like smile you son of a bitch or like yeah but not as good know, as it. yeah mm. you can see he like read that in the script and just like oh, fucking hell like <laughs> just like rolling his eyes like oh no <laughs> so you can see it in his face as he's saying it he's just like i am contractually obliged to say this. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so it is bad and like i forgot how funny it is when the shark gets electrocuted as well it just stays while. there for a while and hovers yeah. <laughs> it is yeah it's hilarious it, ludicrous. Yeah. would that work can i no okay no, surely <laughs> i don't think so don't you have to be ground grounded to I don't know. I, I don't think it would work. And if it did work, surely it'd electrocute everyone who's touching the water. That's no, because exactly. he was in a he was in a rubber dinghy. Mm, mm-hmm. What about all the kids though? They're all uh, like little um, things, weren't they? Or were they? In yeah, the water? they were on the they were on the the. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the big question is, Sarah. After you finish doing your let's chores for a minute about chores, mm-hmm. can we are we moving on to the sequels? <laughs> I. We we will not be doing the minute by minute, but we we will be covering the sequels. Um, because my my co-host had not watched them at all until very very recently, so he has lived his whole life <laughs> blissfully unaware, or just <laughs> pretending these sequels don't exist before I come along and make him suffer. Amazing. But he current well, he's not watched Jaws: The Revenge yet, but at time of recording. His favorite sequel is Jaws three, so I don't know what to tell you. Oh, oh no! <laughs> what is not so not your worst sequel, but what is the most disappointing sequel you think you've seen? Oh wow! That, and there's a lot of them. Mm, hmm. Yeah, I'm now just uh, looking. I love the people who. At my yeah, <laughs> DVD this is what collection. people do. They're like. <laughs> 
One the of Matrix's. these must have uh, disappointed me. Yeah, I I ignored all of the Matrix sequels. I've only seen the first one, and I'm happy to report that it's a fantastic standalone film. That that's has the no, best way to be. Has no sequels. Um, hmm, I can't think of nothing is leaping out at me at one that's disappointed. Apart from once already mentioned. Um, Any superhero films, action films, the Predators, the Aliens. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of disappointing sequels. Where do we start? Yeah. Um, Marvel films. Um, I, oh, how much controversy I want to cause on, bring on it. the podcast. But oh, go for it. We love I... controversy. It won't be the hottest take we've had on this. <laughs> I promise you. And it's, it's all right. It doesn't have to be like a second one, right? It could be. No, it can be any. Perfect. I think. Police uh, Academy 7. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in one. I think The Rise of Skywalker is fucking trash. Yes. <laughs> Hugely disappointing. Right That answer. was. Okay. That is actually, that's a perfect answer for most disappointing perfect. because I, Force Awakens loved Last Jedi loved really liked the direction it was it was going in i know that again that's you know a controversial opinion in some corners of the internet but it's just rise of skywalker was just like let's just take every single thing that the last jedi did and let's ignore it entirely and just do our own thing Mm. um the most the most frustrating thing about it and there's many frustrating things about it but is how many fake deaths there are uh to the point where like when they just kept happening like the further it got into the film i was just like i don't care i don't care and i've never been sat in a star wars film but like i even loved the i loved one two and three when they came out because i was a child so i was like yes jar jar binks you better work but now like I mean, I, I, I watched one and two with my son today, and he's he loved both of them. You know so what? you know, that's they're bad, but they're at least like fun and silly occasionally. Mm. Yeah. Um, but Absolutely. this, I was just like, I just, I think I audibly when it was revealed that uh, spoiler for a film that came out literally years ago, but when it was people, revealed that people have picked it, <laughs> it was revealed that. Ray was a Palpatine. I think yeah. I audibly, audibly in the cinema was like, I just yelled, fuck off. And there were children around. Like, I did exactly the same. Families, <laughs> livid. I was absolutely livid. And like, it's just, oh, it's just such a late, it's just such a lazy way out. I honestly, I get a bit like hot and sweaty whenever I think about this film because it's just like, it just makes me feel riled up. I held my I, I held my fuck off until right at the end where she just said Skywalker and, and then I was like ah oh. oh, fuck off <laughs> and now I'm in, now I'm leaving <laughs> I still don't believe it's real I still believe there's a third Star Wars film coming uh, yeah I think this one's still a bad dream. There's um, still a ten. There's, there's part ten coming, and it's going to right all the wrongs. I know. I, I don't so. even think nine exists. I still think it's a big makeup. You're all made. Had some wild dreams. That, yeah, no. just like a shared uh, hallucination that we that we all had. Oh, man, that was, yeah. Oh well. 
That was a good answer you pulled out that's there. That's a really that's... good answer. That's a great answer. I, I fear that other people may have said it before. But that's, uh... Some people have picked it as worse. Uh, Reese, uh, one of our friends, Reese, uh, he picked it and his rant is one of the favourite things. I just sat and listened for 20 <laughs> oh, minutes. I've got to go listen to that. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, what is your worst ever sequel? Oh, I mean, Jaws is it your three. worst ever sequel? <laughs> it's certainly, it's certainly one of them. Jaws three, what an D. absolute yeah three G. What an absolute <sighs> mess this film is. And the thing is, most people will say that they get like worse and worse as they go along, and Jaws: The Revenge is the worst one. I will occasionally defend Jaws: The Revenge because I think it's it's so dumb. Uh, it has Michael Caine in it. Like Lorraine Gary is in it, reprising her role as Ellen Brody. So I've got mm. something from the original film in there. Whereas, like this, as much as I enjoy seeing a coked up Dennis Quaid just <laughs> fighting a shark in an aquarium, <laughs> it's not a good. It's not yeah. a good. It's not a good film. It's That's my favorite film. bit of trivia from this one. I read yeah, that yeah. I mean, he. The, there's something that he said where he was like, "I was in Jaws." What? <laughs> <laughs> like when he was asked about it later, he just didn't, no recollection. Um, oh, God. There are some very, very, very funny things in it. I don't think any of them were meant to be funny, but it's... The 3D stuff. <laughs> The, oh. That's the funniest bit, like the the arms floating, mm-hmm. the the fish at the beginning just like yeah. spinning around. <laughs> the ending, yeah, the ending is exquisite. It's, I mean, I've watched a lot of really really rubbish shark films. I did it all in a day oh, once, yeah, in the yeah, name yeah, of yeah. charity, and uh, <laughs> this is. I mean, that's a lot of those ones that I've watched before. Like they're so low, they're so low budget that you're just like, all right, okay. But mm. this, you're like, there's some names in here I I recognise. There's, you know, it's clear that they were at least trying. And like, how is it still so bad? I have I have more fun with like, I don't know, like the Sharknado films and your Mega Shark versus whatever films because they are stupid and they know they're stupid but i don't know if this film mm. knows it's stupid and it just is yeah it's it's a lot i'm so excited to talk about it i've not i've not this is my first like talking about jaws 3 on a podcast ever <laughs> For, it's, it's us as well we're very excited it's about to happen a couple more times in the next few months but like look i'm i'm, I'm so <laughs> so pumped to talk about it but the plot is half decent right I'm, I watched a lot of Jaws today, and out of all the plots, that's the one I was like, oh, that could work. A shark gets into a sea yeah. life center. That's, I can buy that, and it runs. I mean, you've got the shark contained. But it's not just so one, is it? Somehow two, two sharks get in. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, Sorry to spoil that for anyone who's not seen Jaws 3. Two what sharks twist. get in. Uh, a mama and a mother. Uh, I think I I think one gets in, but then she gives birth while she's like just hanging around in the aquarium. Uh, That's why they think okay. it's only one. And I have to admit, <laughs> for all its faults, that bit when they're like, "There's a second shark!" Like the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh no way! There's a second shark!" But like, <laughs> I don't know. You watch it now, and you're just like, "This is this." There's is a second dumb. shark. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I thought I'd got rid of it. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was about I thought to this end. film was ending. <laughs> yeah, another twenty minutes left yet. Yeah, the the concept at least I think is interesting. I think I think you're right. Like the you know this idea of like a, a shark somehow like getting into 
an aquarium it's different mm. if this didn't have any kind of connection to jaws or something this was just a big stupid dumb film about a shark that somehow got into an aquarium and then was just like wreaking havoc i think i could have a good time with it but i think it's a combination of the effects being so terrible oh. not caring about a not one of these people like not even the brody children because nope. they're all kind of jerks in in this uh in this well, film well one just disappears halfway through let's not yeah forget <laughs> he gets yeah, in the just, ambulance we never see him again just clears off <laughs> those british guys i don't even know who they are but the ones who are like oh white governor like one of them's just... harry the hatchet from, yeah, from lock, lock, lock and two smoking sure barrels is. it sure is <laughs> yeah i was watching going, i know that face <laughs> I was just waiting for like some kind of cutting Cockney line to come out of him, and it never did. I was waiting. It was yeah. nice to see him pop up, and it was nice to see um, see uh, uh, Mike McFly's mum popping up as well. Yeah, as I, a uh, water skier. Yeah, first well, film that role that was. Her. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I had, I had a big crush film. on Leah Thompson back in the day. Or still, you know, such a babe. Yeah, this and all the right moves. What, what what do you think of the, what they did to the Brody children as a, a, a Jaws 1 and 2 uh, fan? I'm adding mm. 2 in there. What do you think they did? To, like, Do you think it's right what they did with the children? There's elements of it I like. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I like that it's sort of, you know, one of them has gone down the route of I'm interested by the sea and I want to work, you know, he's working at a sea world, you mm. know. So he clearly has... He's like a janitor has... though, right? He's not like a... Yeah, no, he yeah. runs it. He designed no. it. No. Did he design it? Literally watched it today. I think he's like the head it. of the maintenance team. Yeah, guy. but no, that's why he's fixing the uh, the, the leaks. He designed the... Oh, I don't know. Mm, don't know. I thought it was like the head janitor, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I thought janitor, he was like... Or... I thought he was quite high up, but you're making him sound like he's not. It's just a cleaner, yeah. <laughs> not a cleaner, like, like the head cleaner. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Give him a promotion. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, if they... I, I don't know, they could have gone even further with that idea because they could have had uh, one of them wanting to go down the line of like i'm interested in sharks i'm fascinated by them i want to you know explore them like going down a kind of like you know matt hooper sort of route with Mm. you know wanting to to study you know not just sharks but sea creatures whatever and and sort of you know having this interest in them and then the other kind of being like i am petrified of of water like i won't go anywhere near the water i i like that and i wish they'd done a bit more with that because they really do just forget about the they really just forget about sean like halfway through the film like he's stuck out on a thing with leah thompson for for a bit um and then he's just kind of neglected for the for the rest of the film but yeah they they don't do anything like character development wise like even like um uh mike brody's girlfriend or whatever it's like they just they don't do enough with these with these characters I like when she calls the shark a big bitch, but other than that, <laughs> the rest of it. I think it's also it, it, it's missing amity as well, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like you just—that was what I was missing from it. Is it doesn't have that kind of familiarity because it's not—it's not in amity. It doesn't have yeah. the same links, you know. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, like you say, it could be any other shark movie. Just don't call it Jaws. You know, it could just be anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And SeaWorld and it's killing its creatures, like when it gets the shark straight in, it dies straight away. 
mm. on show. Monsters. Um, yeah, the product placement for SeaWorld. I'm like, this is a bit icky. Yeah. <laughs> bit icky now, isn't it? Yeah, it don't love yeah. don't love that. But even then, just like, why did it have to be SeaWorld? I mean, I'm guessing they had like a they struck a deal or something, but like they paid a lot of money for it. They probably put yeah. the budget up. So it'd be like Ocean World or yeah, I don't know, yeah. just just have it be like a fake thing and and why is it not in or near Amity? Like it's it's the uh, where even is it? I don't know. It's somewhere. It's like Florida, <laughs> Florida or something. I guess. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Florida, didn't they? But it's just I don't know. It's because even in even in Jaws two, you have some of like the same like background characters like mm. cropping up and stuff like some of the townspeople and <laughs> yeah. Like, so they you know they that's why I'm always like Jaws four is better than Jaws three because they at least like bring back some of that feeling of, of familiarity whereas in this like it's it's a jaws film in name only um, yeah they don't give a shit about this film they, they were no. here for money no. No. <laughs> there's a bit in the submarine bit oh. with the blue screen and they it half the submarine disappears into the blue screen it's <laughs> the little yellow submarine <laughs> and the sean i have to talk about sean brody um uh-huh. in jaws 2 wasn't he like 10 and then He's now at least a man. Yeah, <laughs> least I think he's eighteen man. in this. Isn't he? He's going off to college, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, he has. Yeah, he's a man compared to. He was ten in the last one. It's only been what three, four years since the. Mm. Yeah, the timeline doesn't work. It doesn't. No, work. no. Does this exist in the timeline like Jaws World, or is it now like an ignored mm. uh, sequel? Four Do you know what I mean? Kind of ignore it doesn't it it feels like four ignores it yeah four kind of sets it sets it back a little bit to sort of go okay it i mean it, i i don't think it makes any reference to to three at all so and it does go back and and has references to to brody obviously ellen is a big part of of jaws four as well yeah. so yeah i think that it it certainly exists uh but it's I don't know whether people <laughs> like to think of it as as being as part of the the Jaws story. I think you could just completely ignore that any connection with Jaws because there's, there's moments when when one of the the Brody children like mentions their father, but he's never mentioned by name or or anything mm. like that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sort of like you know passing references like oh like because of you know what happened when I was younger and that sort of thing, and it's like that stuff is interesting like these kids also experienced like some trauma so like maybe Mm. explore that idea a little bit and actually give us some character development they're so one-dimensional the characters in this and they went through something as well they you know went through like however many like days weeks whatever it was that that their dad was out at sea not even being aware if he was ever going to come back or not and then they have to deal with you know him coming back and being obviously traumatized by what he went through mm. and they were there on the beach as, as well when all the things were happening and it's like you know michael had like a really near miss in in yeah. in the first film a couple when he's sort of in the sea at the same the same time as you know when alex kintner is is killed and when the guy in the the boat is killed as well so like to not even reference any of that that stuff it's clear that this film just doesn't really care about the legacy of jaws and that's why i like jaws jaws 2 and to a lesser extent jaws 4 because they at least i think care about and acknowledge the legacy of jaws whereas this is 
No. There is there's a little throwaway line in Jaws Four where mm. where Sean says, You've got a new hat, Harry. And that's mm. that for me, that just shows that they care because the best yeah. line in Jaws is that's some bad hat, Harry. <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> and so yeah. for him to go, Oh, you got a new hat, Harry. Like mm-hmm. love, yeah, that's just that's why Jaws Four is better than three. <laughs> just that line. <laughs> just yeah. that line. Just that one line. <laughs> but Jaws Four is not in three D. Mm. Have you been able to see this in three D? Anyone? Anyone seen this in 3D? I would love to see it in 3D. So here's the thing. I've oh. been <laughs> I've been reliably informed. I don't know how you guys watched it. I watched it on DVD because I refused to uh, spend the money to buy it on Blu-ray, even though I probably should. Um, I've been reliably informed that the transfer on Blu-ray is much, much better than the one on DVD. Oh, what's good to us? Uh, because I was watching I watched obviously just the the DVD of it today and there were moments that are just like so out of focus so just like it is like when you take your 3D glasses off in the cinema and suddenly you're like oh like have I just lost my vision or something like there are moments like that in the film and they were pushed to include more and more 3D so like rather than it just like giving depth which is where you get that rubbish kind of blurry thing when you're looking at just normal scenes they Mm. pushed for more of those things when there's like you know the arm like coming out at you and the fish head which looks awful and uh, the bit at the end when the shark bursts bursts through the glass and when it blows up and there's like entrails flying in your face and stuff like they they pushed for more of that stuff because they were like give the people what they want like they want you know the theme park ride basically they want things flying in their faces but Mm. I I've got thoughts about 3D generally. I just don't like it, and I don't think it's uh, in any way ever. It always comes back, my... though. Always comes back. <laughs> yeah, it enhances my viewing experience of a film, and I think this is the technology, and it's very kind of like early years or earlier years when they were trying to figure out what worked, and it it, yeah, it yeah. doesn't. I would I would be interested to see it in 3D. Like if I saw if I saw a theater was showing it with in proper 3D. old 3D glasses, like the blue yeah. and red ones. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd I have no interest I, watching it new. No, no. I would I would be interested to see. I don't think it would look better. I think. Oh you know, no. No, 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 no! Can't no. can't polish a turd. Like it's you know it's the bare bones <laughs> of the film are still rubbish. So no. me, me and Rich watched this uh, on Amazon Prime Video, but the transfer <laughs> is not good. As in, you, no. like you said, you could see the blue and the red lines. Mm-hmm. And then... I think it's the DVD transfer, isn't it? Yeah. If, if you're saying the Blu-ray one's better, this, the, yeah, this can't have been. Yeah. yeah. I should invest in the Blu-ray at some point. I think no. they do. A, they must do a box set of all four of them. Surely. I think they do. Yeah. A, no, they don't do a box set with all of them. They do a box uh, set with two, two three, four. and four. Yeah. Okay, that's fine because I've got enough copies of Jaws on Blu-ray. I don't need <laughs> another one. <laughs> we have to talk about the end of this film. We have oh. to talk about the sped up sharks. Uh, oh. I have to mention. I have to mention the Jaws 3D logo at the beginning, what makes it look like it's a Superman film for some reason. <laughs> and we have to talk about the end when they all slow slow mo at the end, and the shark moves very slowly towards the screen with a man inside. And someone's going to have to explain how they ended as well. So, who wants uh-huh. to take all of those questions? Well, I mean. <laughs> So it's just, I was watching it today and I was like, I was just laughing the whole way through. And it's not, it's not meant to be funny. I think it's meant to be scary and it's just not, it's so, it's so funny. That ending is 
exquisite i love it so much <laughs> i mean it's awful it's it looks terrible like the bit when it's like so the the people are like trapped underwater aren't they mm-hmm. and then the shark is like swimming towards the 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 camera i think this 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 still does the rounds quite a bit when people are like you can never trash the shark in jaws one when this is what the shark looks like <laughs> in jaws three <laughs> it's like yeah absolutely and it then it like the the way it like shatters like through the glass as well but that glass i mean it's not glass there's nothing there it's just really really terrible effect Mm, um you're being kind and then oh my gosh i've i've forgotten like one of the one of the british guys gets like swallowed by the shark doesn't he the and the camera a, within the the, the the mouth is extraordinary. You know what? I quite like that shot. It's quite it's <laughs> quite good. Yeah. Uh because I like that he is like furiously like trying to swim out as well. And the shark is just like nom nom. <laughs> like just, <laughs> just chewing him down. Like it's a really corn funny. on the cob. Yeah, like, <laughs> just, <laughs> like a corn on the cob. But he has like, I don't know, some kind of explosive device Grenade. or something. They mentioned yeah. grenades quite early on, and then like they don't underwater... really mention them again. Yeah, but they mention them, so that's important because it's like this is gonna remember this. This is gonna come back. The electric cable in Jaws two. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so so one of the flipping it governor British guys gets swallowed by the shark, and he's got this grenade in his hand. And then like so after the shark is like burst through the glass, it's in like the control room or something, and then they're trying to get to the like get the shark to open its mouth so they can like with a hook or something like pull they're trying the, to tickle the, it pretty much yeah like like Hello. pull the pin the pin on the grenade so that when the shark like closes its mouth it then blows up that explosion is one of the funniest explosions i've ever seen mm. uh <laughs> it's just it's a shark wouldn't explode i don't know how a shark would explode never done it no personal experience on this but i don't think it would explode like that <laughs> i really don't those entrails as well like they're just like i don't know like a brown slug octopus tentacle just like flying at the screen or something it's so so stupid <laughs> oh yes and then, it's almost like a parody it's almost like a, yeah. Like yeah. a team america very like, explosion that. yeah yeah, yeah, and then the, at, right at the end, they free some dolphins, I guess, or they. No, they were happy the dolphins didn't get eaten, but yes. Oh that, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, they do a oh, freeze yeah, frame. The dolphins, the dolphins they jump out, like, they? and then they just stop at the side. <laughs> yeah. I love how they get saved by dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're like very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I do have something positive about this film, and I, I think go. you guys are going to disagree to me. Because, you know, I watched three films back to back today. But I felt this is more like a slasher film than a Jaws film. Do you know what I'm saying about that? Yeah. It had, it had a tone more of like a, a Friday, the, a bad Friday the 13th. Okay, I'm not classing <laughs> the fire and this is not Jaws, but... Yeah, it does seem that... It's definitely not the Jaws. Jaws 1 and Jaws 2 have mm. a tone to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one goes somewhere else. Yeah. It does seem that, like, I mean, maybe the shark is just annoyed because it's trapped in an aquarium and it doesn't want to be there. But, like, it does seem like the shark is kind of, like, picking off people, like, one by one or, like, targeting people. And you get that a little bit in in Jaws, but it's, 
yeah there's those like really like elaborate sequences with like the you know the water skiers all like piled up on on each that's other cool. as yeah, well and it's like i think i think a lot of that stuff is is quite cool and it's like you can you can see in those bits that a kill is about to happen and i think that's where you're getting like the sort of slasher yeah, yeah it's very obvious because, yeah yeah you can see like you know friday the 13th halloween whatever like you can see a kill coming like a mile off yeah uh because you just get that that feeling the setup like the more elaborate a setup is as well often in in these films i mean you think of, like the final destination films and everything where they're nothing but elaborate setups yeah like, the more the more there is the more people there like that water skiing bit there's like the crowds there's people you know it's it's all kind of happening because it's the big like celebration opening or whatever you know something is going to happen so you're kind mm. of expecting it whereas I like how your brain went Final Destination and mine went the first 10 minutes of Casualty. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? That's a really good point, though. Some guy's climbing up a ladder. This isn't going to end well for him, is it? (laughs) So so what were your thoughts? You've done, you watched Jaws 1, you watched Jaws 2, you opened the case for Jaws 3. What what did you think going in? I mean... (laughs) I can't I can't remember the exact first time I watched Jaws 3, but I had been lured into a full sense of security by Jaws 2 because I was like, mm. not the first one, but pretty good. I had a I had a good time with it. It's There's strong. a lot about it that I like and appreciate and enjoy. And this I watched it and I was like, that's a film I've seen with my eyes and I don't know what to do <laughs> with it. It's just, yeah. I think the very, I, the very first time I saw it, I was just like, I wish this wasn't a Jaws film. I just wish it was just like a crappy shark film. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if necessarily like the name makes a difference, but I think in this case it does because it's Jaws. Like it's not, you mm. know, the third Sharknado film or the fourth Sharknado film because like, who cares? It's like, this is Jaws. They've set, they've, you know, they've set this path or whatever and Jaws 2 does a, a good job of like continuing the story but I just as much as I, I do enjoy Jaws 4 and have a good time with it I just wish it had ended at 2 or that they had done a better job <laughs> of yeah. Jaws 3 and just you know actually added something that connected it to the other ones like it'd be great if Ellen Brody just showed up or yeah. you know just anything even a phone call or something anything yeah. yeah to connect it to you know to the to one and two and and four as well it's just yeah i remember being very very disappointed i want to talk about disappointing sequels when there. i first saw it um <laughs> and it made me not want to see four so i didn't i didn't watch four for a really really long time because i i was kind of going through them all and yeah jules two came it was still a little while after i'd seen jaws that i then went to jaws two um, but then pretty soon after watching Jaws 2, I watched Jaws 3 and then that was it. I, I left Jaws 4 for ages because I was just mm. like, no, it's ruined. I don't need to see <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, you've probably had the rumours about Jaws 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's reputation sort of preceded it with, yeah. with Jaws mm. 4, with people saying that was the worst. And I was like, but I've just seen Hello. the worst <laughs> one, so. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's, I don't think Jaws 4 is the worst. I think 3 is the worst. 100% agree. Have you watched a sequel that you think is better than the original? Ooh, 
Ooh. I can throw some examples. Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. Again, <laughs> the slasher films. Any of them. Swords. Uh, Marvel films will take. Mm. Uh, Justice League. Uh, <laughs> no I mean, one said that. Where yet. did that come from? <laughs> no one said it because it's not true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to go for a very wholesome answer and Lovely. say... Paddington 2 is <gasps> even more delightful than the first one. <laughs> Finally, someone's picked it. <laughs> Rich. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. I love Paddington 2. I love I absolutely them both. love it. <laughs> yeah, you, I love the both too. You think how can you how can you top Paddington, which is mm-hmm. so lovely and it's like a big cuddle of a film. Yeah. And then they come along and they drop Hugh Grant as a bad guy, which is I didn't think I needed in my world. And then they had that ending when there's a knock on the door. And I, again, guys, I lost my shit and cried. I cried too. <laughs> I can't. I, I always cry watching that scene. It's so lovely. And every time I'm like, I won't cry this time. I've seen it lots of times. And then it happens. And I'm like. Me and my wife <laughs> talked about it not too long ago. And we started to cry just talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous how powerful that is. Yeah. Um, brilliant film. Brendan Gleeson, Tom Davis, all those people mm-hmm. in there. Brilliant. Yeah. It's so, so, so good. I can't wait for the third one. I just, obviously my expectations for that are now like sky high. So I'm just hoping oh, no. that it's, yeah. How, it can't be bad, surely. I could, I, I, that bear could do whatever he wants for an hour and Could half, be disappointing though. No, mm. no. I refuse, no. I refuse to, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> Rich, why do you why do you like Paddington Two so much? Oh, it's a warm hug. I just, I just, there are not many kids' films. There are not many films that you can watch with your kids where you can come away and go, "I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I really liked it." And they're, they're they're few and far between. And when it when you get it right, you just it's just perfect. You know, Paddington in jail and everyone in all the prisoners in pink jumpsuits because he's like. <laughs> put a sock in with them and stuff i just it's just perfect it's just mm-hmm. perfect my little boy loves it just as much as i do mm-hmm. you know it's just a great it's just a great family watch and you're right hugh, hugh grant's perfect in it as well yeah christmas film would you class it as a christmas film Paddington one or two mm-hmm. some reason in my head it's kind of that i know it's not based in christmas but it's mm-hmm. it is a, it's always a, on at a good film to watch at christmas you know family fun kind yeah. of thing yeah I mean, you watch it all year round why, why save it for Christmas? Just watch it on a Tuesday. <laughs> right, strap in. Dream sequel. What is your dream sequel? <laughs> Guess what? It's Jules related. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have always thought that there doesn't need to be any more jaws or at least like Mm. continuation of of the story and obviously the further and further away we get from it the harder it would be to to go back to it because majority of the cast not around anymore and i i don't as much as i love richard dreyfus i don't need to see like old matt hooper you know still kicking about with sharks i don't need it so i don't want anything to come afterwards so my dream sequel is actually a prequel um, in which case you would be able to recast, even though I've not I've not worked that out in my head yet, who I would like to cast in this. <laughs> but I would like it to be a prequel focusing on Quint because mm. I think that there is so much in his story that is so interesting that the films kind of 
scratched the surface on really and obviously he's only in the first jaws because you know he he gets killed so that's the only bit of, of quint that we have and to begin with he's this uh you know quite uh, enigmatic character we don't know too much about him and then the you know the walls come down when he shares about about his past and what happens to him on the indianapolis so i would really like to see like quint in sort of like younger years like joining the navy and then like the indianapolis oh thing yeah happening i just think it would be because it's not what i don't like about a sequel is when it fills in a gap in the story that we don't need hmm. so just to bring up some disney examples uh didn't need maleficent didn't need Cruella, don't need a gritty origin story for every single one of these villains. They can just be psychopaths and I don't need to know anything else about them. Leave it at that. But this, it's not, it's not giving us anything that we don't already know. It would just be that sort of like younger, younger Quint, like on the Indianapolis, like what happened there? Like, I mean, that whole sequence would lend itself to such a, like an exciting and tense action sequence with, these people getting picked off like one by one by these sharks and stuff. I think you wouldn't even need to show the sharks that much because you can convey that sense of, of chaos and, and fear um, just, you know, in the people's reactions and in what's happening to them mm -hmm. and stuff. So you wouldn't even have to go like all out on, on the special effects and stuff. But we have spoken a lot on, on the podcast about how much that shaped Quint uh, mm -hmm. as, as experience and obviously, like he mentions what happens to him, but the film then leaves it to us to fill in the rest of the gaps in terms of that it left him with severe PTSD, that it has led him to drinking more, but also that we've kind of now framed Quint's mission in Jaws in the first film as like a revenge mission, because we know he is this, this shark fisherman. He goes out and he hunts sharks and he kills them and then he puts the, the Jaws up in, in his cabin so we sort of like came up with this theory of like maybe Quint is trying to kill as many sharks as men died on the Indianapolis. And it's like oh. he is trying to, you know, hunt down the sharks to like to get revenge and like what happened to him yeah. because he is like plagued by this survivor's guilt. Like he survived and so many of his friends didn't. And also just the complicated element also or of yeah sorry yeah, what did he have to do to survive as well yeah right did, exactly you know was there, there there could be an interesting story about how he had to do something horrible to to yeah. survive yeah you know exactly it was between him and someone else and mm. maybe that's where that guilt comes from too so you yeah. think he's got he's got a certain number in his head that he's, he's trying to get to yeah i just I, I that it just it makes a whole lot of sense like why he would be the way that the way that he is and why some of his actions then in Jaws make more sense where he is, you know, so determined to kind of like mm. get this, to get this shark. Obviously it's his job. It's what he wants, you know, what he wants to do, but you see him change after he's shared his experiences on the Indianapolis. So something, something switches in him at that point where, and like this time it's personal, but like it, it seems to become more personal and not just a job for Quint after that point. Yeah. yeah. And I think this this prequel idea, like I said, it's not it's not giving us anything that that we don't already know. I don't. I wouldn't need 
like don't add in some like stupid like superfluous love story or you know no. or anything that wasn't you know what happened and what we have in the film you can just expand on that and and like you said rich this idea of you know maybe he had to do something you know that could be the surprise thing you know he had to it was you know him or this other guy when the shark was mm. approaching and he had to like make a a snap decision and that's a guilt that he has to that he has to live with and that's why you know in in this in, in jaws he is like protective of the other two but also you know he reaches a point in the film where he's like i don't care what happens to me i don't care if i you know live or die effectively yeah. so knowing just a little bit more about like what makes that character tick i think would be so interesting yeah. i i fear it's possibly too late to do it now but if if i could have any if you can make sequel. coming to america then you know you can... <laughs> yeah I mean, two Jaws. Yeah. yeah, you can surely make a Jaws prequel. I how do that. they? How have they not done that? And they came up with the idea of Jaws of the Revenge, where a shark is seeking revenge on a family and follows it across the ocean. Because I mean, because <laughs> that is the plot of Jaws of Revenge, right? That is. Oh, it sure is. Yeah, voodoo. There's some voodoo in there as well. Don't forget about that. They. Uh... They loved voodoo in like 1987, didn't they? There's like a lot of voodoo stuff about, wasn't there? Loved the voodoo, yeah. <laughs> Big fan, yeah. Uh, it seems like the uh, thing is, I'm not, I'm not the first person who has had this idea. I'm sure other people have thought of this. This is mm. not unique and exclusive idea to me that I've just come up with this prequel idea, but it's something that obviously you know we we discussed a lot on on the podcast in terms of like if there ever was like a, a reboot or a remake, which we absolutely do not want oh, under any circumstances. No. Um, but this is the only thing that I would, that I would want, but I would want it to be done properly. Honestly, I would want Spielberg to direct. I yeah. wouldn't want anyone else to touch it um, because I think you have to have a really good understanding of this character and know this character really, really well to, you know, I, I don't like, fan service box ticking kind of prequels mm. where it's like what's um let's bring it back to star wars but in like han so uh, the solo the star yeah. wars story didn't like it but like how he gets his name and it's, it's just the worst like, thing oh, ever you're traveling by yourself are you and it's just like oh for th really like that's how he got his name like come on it's just i don't i don't need stuff like that i don't you know you but, don't like these legacy films and legacy characters no, and stuff. I don't. It's Ghostbusters just, Afterlife? How do we feel about that? I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's all right. It's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a big question, though, the one you probably don't want to answer. Who would you cast? Oh. Have you, you must have at some point dropped some names. Hmm. I mean, I've got no one, so good luck. <laughs> gonna sound a bit weird and i don't i don't even know if i love this casting but it was the first person i thought of that i just think could do that kind of like dark grittier kind of character and pl like plays a character well as well is joaquin phoenix but Ooh, i don't yes. know i don't know if he has that kind of like grizzled man of the sea thing that i need for quint but it is a younger quint so must be almost as old as quint by now yeah <laughs> no, it wouldn't quite wouldn't quite work so young, yeah yeah i don't know it's so hard because like who else is robert shaw like no one i mean mm. his son his son can do it because his son oh yeah you've seen the, the play right mm -hmm. i 
good yeah incredible he can do it because he looks exactly like his father (laughs) (laughs) i think a younger daniel craig would have been quite good he's got this Mm. thing about him i think not with the blonde hair obviously no 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 (sighs) it's interesting isn't it i like i really struggle it would be really hard to cast yeah impossible Uh, almost i don't know who could do it the more i think (laughs) about it the more opportunities there are though Mm. you could almost do it where you never see a shark yeah you know people just disappear Mm-hmm. You know, would you have the music, or would you leave yeah, that out? You have... mm, I don't know. If... Would you simp it up a little? Not simp it up. That's I don't want this goes. Um, you know what I mean? Change it slightly. <laughs> I. It's mm... iconic. Yeah, it but is... it's iconic for Jaws. You know, yes. you'd, you'd call this like Quint or something, wouldn't you? You wouldn't yeah. call it Jaws. Well, so yeah. maybe it's maybe it, think... you don't need it. Yeah, there's there's other themes in the score that aren't the shark theme that I think you could play around with and 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 use. Like one of my favorite bits in Jaws is when they use farewell and adieu as as like part of the score. Um, so the song that that Quint sings frequently, like they they use it so that it's just like the melody of it, and they use that as Quint's like theme tune almost. Mm. So I could see it working in that way, where it takes like elements of the score, but not like the Jaws theme. Because I I think you're right. I think it's like that is that's the theme for Jaws. It's for that shark. I don't even like when you hear it a little bit in the sequels because oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it it's not the same. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> no, no. And also, it's like it's so so done now isn't it he, my my son is six and he was going he had a shark and was going dun, dun, mm-hmm. I was like, how do you know that he's like it's in like pink fong or whatever it is that he's been watching <laughs> yeah it's like baby shark and i was like oh no, oh, no. <laughs> oh man i think that's a cracking idea um Thank you. it should happen yeah it's it's going on the list for, for mm-hmm. when I win the Euro Millions, then. Nice. <laughs> I don't know who owns the rights to uh, Jaws. Is it still a studio? I, I guess in Spielberg doesn't because obviously mm. what happened after I'm not he sure left he'd it. Have let the yeah, I think Universal. Happen, really. yeah. <laughs> I think I read earlier that Free is is not even Universal. It's like a an independent film. I don't know how they got a hold of the rights, and that would that would explain yeah. what's that one. <laughs> can we quickly dive? Can we quickly <laughs> dive into Jaws Revenge? Because yes. I, I have to know your thoughts. So we've been through the whole ride with you now. <laughs> so you've you left it a while, and then you got Jaws Revenge, and you thought, oh, mm. where can this go? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, very different to your dream sequel. Very different. I, um, what did you think of Jaws Revenge? Because, like you said, you think it's better than free. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Uh, I think it's just the. I'm gonna say it's all on Lorraine Gary as uh, Ellen Brody, but it just it just makes such a difference. And like Brody is referenced in it as well. Mm. I think there's even like some flashbacks um, yeah, uh, is, of yeah. him, yeah, like archive footage and stuff, and and in pictures and stuff. So it's like there's there's still something in it that is connecting it to Jaws for me. Um, and I think uh, as stupid as it is, and it is very stupid. Oh yes. I, I think it kind of knows it's stupid, whereas I don't think Jaws 3 does. I think Jaws 3 is trying to, I think it's trying to be like fun because it has that kind mm. of like carnival-esque <laughs> uh, style to it at, at times. But I, I don't think it was, I don't think they set out to make it as as bad as it ended up being or as stupid as it ended up being. Yeah. Because this, I just, you can just tell that they're having a, that they're having a bit more fun. Mm. Um. 
and that there is at least something to connect it to Jaws. I think I I honestly I think that is what what it boils down to because just having a character with the surname Brody does not make it a Jaws film because they I mean Michael and Sean Brody are in every Jaws film but never played by the same characters. Yeah. So played by the same actors. So there's even it's not even like you know the kid was then you know the, in the next one and then slightly older and was in the next one it's the same actor all the way through or something it's like you know you wouldn't know these characters were those characters unless they turn around and were like oh Mike Sean whatever <laughs> so yeah it's I I like Jaws 4 it's been a minute since I've watched it I didn't watch it today do you like that the, that Ellen Brody and the shark have like a sixth sense of each other <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh... <laughs> they made some weird choices in this film. Yeah, some real, some real choices. It's also obviously like it's called Jaws: The Revenge, so it's really like going mm. down that route of being like this shark has like a personal vendetta against the Brody family. That's, that's exactly that's... what they're going for. It's, and that's men- yeah. very it's silly. mental. <laughs> very very silly. Like it is, it is, and. I, I, I... I, I'd never seen it. I, David, you, David told me how ridiculous it was because he'd seen it before, and I didn't watch it until a couple of days ago. And I watched it. And I thought, oh, I, I thought it was going to go away, go a kind of direction where the shark in the Bahamas, wherever they were, was all in Ellen Brody's head, and I thought it was going to be her PTSD rather than it actually being a real shark, or. But no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that subtle, <laughs> all that clever. <laughs> Would you not like a, a Jaws five when there's a Michael Brody and he's got like the same issues and he's you don't see a shark and he's just got to deal with his issues of not being able to go in a water water and then we turn it into like a, a drama comedy like Sideways or something like that. Yeah, you've you've kind of um, accidentally touched on my how I would make if I was to make Jaws 2, what I would have done. Oh, here we go. <laughs> because I, and I like Jaws 2, obviously it was my my pick for the best sequel. Um, I think Jaws 2 would be even better if there was no shark. So it's mm. really like address, <clears throat> excuse me, if it's like addressing Brody's PTSD, because he's like, you know, he sees the bites on, on, on the orca and he's like, it's a shark, it's a shark. And he does that thing at the beach where he's like, you know, shooting wildly at the water and it's just like, it's a shark. And, you know, mm. all the rest of the people in the town are like, it's not, it's not. And, and, you know, but then it turns out it is. And then it just kind of like goes down the same, the same track of, you know, the kids are in danger and Brody has to go out on the boat and he has to save them. But like, how much more interesting would it be <laughs> if yeah. there was no shark? If this was all in Brody's head? And like yeah. that's a very now I think a film like that would get made back then yeah, not so much because Jaws was this big like blockbuster thing like people were talking about it people were queuing like around the blocks to see it it was a phenomenon like it is no other word to use it to use to describe it so there's a reason why Jaws 2 was so successful and made so much money because it you know took that that's you know sense of thrill and fun and and you know seeing a shark eating people and then seeing the shark blown up at the end it took all of those elements of jaws that people liked didn't do it as well didn't have as much nuance and stuff in it and people enjoyed it because why wouldn't that you're giving the people what they want but 
it would have just been a much more like challenging film mm. i think if it had been really getting into to Brody's psyche i'm i'm now honestly i'm obsessed with this idea of like brody turning into quint or like becoming like quint and you know his like drinking problem is just not really it's just not really addressed that much but it's just like it's such a it's such an interesting thing you can you can draw up the parallels between those two do, characters do you think that's because back then in the late early 80s late 80s whatever mm. ptsd and mental health wasn't really a thing they're just like man up and get on with it kind of thing it would be very different if they made it now yeah uh, and people talk about that kind of stuff uh, a lot yeah more. absolutely yeah i just i just don't I think that had you made that film and made it a really serious like drama about this guy like thinking he's seeing a shark everywhere but actually it's just him kind of like really going through some really going through some stuff people would have been like oh like this is this is crap like we you know we want the shark where's the shark (laughs) but this is like you know people saying that like Jaws is just a shark film and I you know bang on about this forever i'm like it's not it's about so much more than just a shark you can take the shark element out of it and make that any other threat and it would still pretty Mm. much like hold up like everything else would work in it um because there's so much more going on beneath the surface pun intended um but yeah i i that's that's my like dream jaws 2 because obviously like roy scheider being in it that's we'll allow exactly it what, <laughs> that's exactly what i want <laughs> i've had my dream i had my dream prequel of quinn what i would do to fix jaws 2 and like getting back to jaws 4 would have been so interesting if they'd have just really leaned into ellen a bit more as a character mm, yeah um because she's great as a character her and Brody's relationship is great and she does get kind of like short shrift like throughout the films because she's just not you know one of the main characters she is sort of on on the side but making her more of a big deal in Jaws 4 I think would have been so interesting and and yeah like going down going down that route like a Sarah Connor kind of right (laughs) I would have loved that like make her this like badass like action hero that would have been yeah Yeah, what are you doing mum she's putting grenades together I mean (laughs) Molotov cocktails. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, we're going like... hunt. We're going hunting, son. <laughs> I gotta take down this shark. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> yeah, this time it's really personal. Yeah, maybe we're ruining. My eyes are ruining. Yeah. I, do you know what? I quite like Michael Caine in it as well. I so quite like. You know, he's he doing his. Fun. He's doing his dirty rotten scoundrels bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of. Yeah, I bet they had a lovely time right. in the Bahamas or Barbados. Oh, I bet they had a, a beautiful time. Yeah. The famous quote where where the journalist asking asked Michael Caine if he'd seen Jaws four and he says nope but I've seen the house it made it bought <laughs> <laughs> like... iconic behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> Those were Sarah Buttery's unequal sequels. Loved it. Loved it. Brilliant. <laughs> A lot. Who knew? that talking about three Jaws movies could be so massively entertaining. That's because they're all <laughs> quite rubbish, but um, Jaws 2 is surprisingly good. I've given it... I was going to say, I like Jaws 2. I've given it a wide berth you for know? many, many years because it doesn't compare to the first one, but yeah, very much like Psycho 2 or Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, I'm happily surprised that it actually yeah. works and it's a better film than I remember. And it's a shame it's compared to to Jaws because, you know, Jaws is like the best film ever. 
but yours too solid film solid solid yeah, flick yeah definitely i actually enjoyed it i mean apart from elect- the electrocuting the shark at the end <laughs> i thought it was very good <laughs> yeah there are some ridiculous bits but it's it's a solid film it's amazing it got made at all after you read about the like the making of and how many problems they had mm, with um yeah. Roy and the director not liking each other and yeah. stuff like that if you if you should read about it it's, it's a great read if anyone's out there not read about Jaws 2 it's, I think it's more chaos than the first Jaws well yeah that's true and that was quite historically chaotic wasn't it that was a mess yeah and, and then Jaws 3 what an absolute mess wow that is worse <laughs> than I remember yeah me too yeah that can can get in the bin <laughs> it's not really a Jaws film is it it's not connected well apart from the kids no. are still there but I don't know I don't... well they're only only by name like they're not not really connected it's not on amity island no that's the main thing isn't it you know there's no amity on it and it's got no legacy you... characters in it no no drops it for me but hilarious i actually hilarious. prefer jaws 4 to jaws 3 i don't i think i still think jaws 3 is better than the no way. jaws 4 with what's her face having a, a connection with the mother of the other sharks or something yeah i mean that is that's ridiculous i'm not gonna lie like, that's a ridiculous concept but in terms of a film a, a watchable thing <laughs> yeah that i could watch and go okay that's a thing like four is better than three wow wow <laughs> <laughs> and we came up with some interesting ideas for reworking four into a more interesting movie we got a prequel um, and a sequel which i love yeah we did yeah yeah love that yeah i would i would happily watch both of them i think well yeah i love how we have no rules in this podcast and we're like she came up with a prequel, like, <laughs> okay let's just roll with that <laughs> yeah i think that's great bend the rules yeah it's fine go for it and sarah is all knowledgeable about jaws uh, and her mm. passion for that shark series is incredible uh, it is yeah definitely and if you like what you heard with sarah talking about jaws today go back and listen to the jaws for a minute podcast it is that let's jaws for a minute sorry i should say uh go back and listen to that it's a it's a really really good podcast it sounds like you wouldn't have enough to talk about from just a minute of a movie but turns out there's loads yeah and they're they're just about to come to the end of it and i think they've got plans to carry on with jaws two and three maybe not minute each because that would be mental (laughs) but uh, yeah if you're a jaws fan then it's it is literally the go-to jaws podcast to listen to Mm, definitely it's it's brilliant even if you're just a movie fan you have to be specifically a jaws fan you know if you just like movies then that's a really good podcast to listen to it's really fun to listen and i I love listening to sarah she did a um when we were on a jump cast she did a series of all the animated disney films from like snow white to the present day and they're brilliant listeners as well so if anyone can go back and check them out as well they're great fantastic and on that note talking about movie podcasts what about this one if this is the first time you're listening to our podcast if you're a big fan of sarah's and a big fan of less jaws for a minute and you like what you've heard then go back and listen to all our other episodes we're in series three there you've got two more series you've not even touched yet go back and listen to them and if you do like us and you want us to drop into your inbox twice a week then click on the subscribe button because we have these interview episodes and we have our Friday extra episodes where me and Dave just talk nonsense about loosely sequel-based movies. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, if you give us a little subscribe, give us a like, give us a five stars. 
you could give us a review if you want to. We'd love that. We do like a review, especially if it's a good one. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at Unequal Sequel on Twitter and Instagram. And I don't know why you'd want to do this, but you might want to. You can send us an email unequalsequel at hotmail.com wonderful yeah i'm just going to say thank you for all the listeners that have listened and downloaded the past few weeks of series three is much appreciated uh, this series is is golden like the first three episodes is so good oh god and we've recorded the next three as well so we also know that how good they are like <laughs> we're nearly done yeah which is also sad and exciting at the same time it's a weird ride uh so thank you for everyone listening uh tell your friends tell your family tell the people down the shops we're great and thank you i've got nothing else to say so it's a baby from me and a bye from him bye have a great week bye 